Hi, this is Patty Lapone. This is Allison Janney. This is Matt Balmer. This is Donna Murphy. This is Nia Vardalis. This is Jesse Tyler Ferguson. This is Beanie Feldstein. I'm Octavia Spencer. This is Ben Platt, and you're listening to Little Known Facts with my favorite person on the planet, Alana Levine. A-OK. Welcome to Little Known Facts, a podcast where you will hear unfiltered, raw, honest, and uniquely funny interviews with artists you love as they talk about the art they love to make. I'm your host, Ilana Levine. If you know me, you know how obsessed I am with live performance. To me, nothing replaces being in a theater and the lights going down and the orchestra starts to play and that first moment of magic. And I know the way I feel about theater, some people feel about sports or opera or dance or comedy or food. And what if there was a place that you could go and find out which live events are going on near you that night, and then for a discount price, you can get off your couch, put down that clicker, and experience the magic that is live performance. Well, there is a place, goldstar.com. You just go to that website, you type in your city, and every amazing live event will be listed at discount prices. Theater, dance, comedy, film, food, concerts, sports, no more staying home. You are going to go out and build memories and experiences that expand your mind and heart through live performance with goldstar.com. Goldstar is in 26 cities around the country with over 8 million members already signed up to find out what event is going on near you. So go to goldstar.com. Get out of your house and build memories that are magic for you and your family. Expand your mind, expand your hearts. Go see live performance by using goldstar.com. Tell them Alana sent you. You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, With Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud. The new web hosting plan from Bluehost, with 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hey, I heard you needed inspiration. He's a lot of and friends with some revelations. Little known back to the day. Every little thing's gonna be A-OK. Hey everyone, new episodes of Little Known Facts drop every Monday and you can find them on your favorite podcast provider. 
Also, if you go to the website, littleknownfactspodcast.com, you'll find behind-the-scenes photos, videos, and interviews, and lots more on the gallery page. And if you are loving these intimate, candid conversations with all the artists who come on the show, please head over to the contributions page. I depend on these donations to continue to bring you these interviews every week. So if you love the show, please donate. Little known fact about my guest today. It is very rare for a child actress to transition elegantly into adult actress, but my guest today did it. Welcome star of the HBO series Veep, Anna Klumski to the podcast. A-OK. My guest today is the actress Anna Klumski. Anna recently completed filming 65 episodes as Amy Bruckheimer on the HBO award-winning series Veep. She also has starred in In the Loop, Halt and Catch Fire, Hannibal, Uncle Buck, Trading Mom, and many, many, many other film and television shows. As a child actress, she played uh, Vada. Oh, Veda Sultanfuss. Veda. Yeah. Veda, I just wanted you guys to know she was really here and no one else. I I also really want to be clear there. I in no way starred in Uncle Buck. I was that was my background. Uh, I was I was a background actor in that. Okay, she has appeared in such films as Love Your Honesty. Is that hilarious? Well, it's really I appreciate that because most actors, their instinct is to do the opposite of what you just did. Is that right? I don't know. Well, we'll get into that in a minute. But I just want to make people understand that Veda um was a role that she played in the movies My Girl and My Girl 2 mm-hmm. and she was a very something years ago. Right. Yeah. And I bet you still get recognized for that cuz you still look I do. like that. So I'm a little mad and we'll talk about <laughs> products in a minute. Oh god. Her Broadway credits include You Can't Take It With You and Living on Love. She graduated from the University of Chicago. Mm-hmm. I am so thrilled and honored to welcome Anna to the podcast. Yay. This is incredible. Thank you. Is it? For me. Here we are. Well, it- there are certain things that are, are that are not credible. I mean, we're in like the room. Mm. There's it, it, there is an aspect of like if we opened the door, All we'd be in you know like a carnival or something. Times Square you know, we could be anywhere. Well, that's yeah, true. Literally a carnival. Yeah, but yes, there's a lot. There are a lot of things that you know could be beyond belief. Yes. Well. <laughs> First of all, this got so deep so fast. Oh, no, I'm um, in that place. Okay. No, it's really good. First of all, so when we watch Uncle Buck, let's look for little Anna in the in the background. It's a classroom scene, and I'm next to Gabby, who's also a wonderful actress as yes. an adult. Yes, Um Gabby Hoffman, Both. brilliant actress. Yeah. And... Um, but yeah, and we're. Um, Did you say really an actress? I said brilliant actress. Oh, I thought you said really an. Actress. Oh no! Well, yes, she I is. think you are well, really she an is actress too, in the sense that yeah, like it's in the sense that you know we're not doing the same thing we did when we were when we were in that right. classroom scene. Right. Um, we are actually um, uh, you know, grown up actors. Right. Exactly. <laughs> well, so, I want to talk about that because it is um, it's funny. Like I've had a few people on the show who started really young. Mm. Um. And some of them continued. Molly Ringwald was here. Oh, you know, yeah. she was a teen when she started to really gain, become a household name yeah. and super recognizable. Oh, um, and and how, in some ways, a lot of what Molly and I talked about is people's being frustrated that she grew up. Yep. Everyone wants to, like, freeze you at a certain yeah. moment in time. Yeah. But I also think <laughs> a lot. I'd like no, to be. I just realized it's kind of like 
a lot of your social interactions, even with strangers and with people you know, yeah. are sort of suspended in that place where your mom is when you go through puberty. Wow. Where it's like, you've betrayed me. Well, you're not the thing that I yes. need you to be, that I've always known. And now, yes. yeah, so. And that's interesting because I have a daughter who just turned 15 and you're like, wait, if you're 15, then I'm not 30. No. Wait a minute. And and then just you can't. Well, and we're, you, you're betrayed. I mean, pardon, but also the parent is in a way betraying the teenager because now, now they're realizing that you're not perfect. Mm, no, she's not. And and yeah, she's not. But well, she's most, real- most Anna, and not, not mine. Yeah, and she's realizing you're not perfect. Yeah. And that's a betrayal. Like that's. It's all coming. You're just like, come on, parent. Yeah. I thought you were perfect. You know all the answers. I'm going on just gotten No, but I Sorry. think it's really true. Like things are. Um, very real for her yeah. in the world and real for me. And in some ways, it's incredible because I just told her name is Georgia. I just told her when her friends are over, I don't understand why they don't want me in the room the entire time. I feel <laughs> like when I pick my perfect age, like where yeah. I could live forever, yeah. I am still a 15-year-old girl really? at heart. Yes. Oh, wow. Now, a lot of people would not like to go back no, to that I'm, time. No, I definitely don't want to go back For all the tea in China or some sort wow. of... Um, sad expression but, but that's lovely that yeah. you had a nice 15 ship I did but and so when they are like okay bye bye Alana it's great to see you I'm like where, wait where are you guys Aww. going I'm right here but let's get back to you oh okay because I think ah. a lot about um someone who's you know been doing what they've been doing since they were very young and wondering I see that there are kids who really drive the bus they're like the parents were like nothing we could do. They'd sneak oh, out to auditions sure, and and, sure, sure. and they yeah that wasn't up. me yeah. So how did this happen for you? Well, I want to be clear too. I I I had a break in between being a kid actor and being an adult yeah. actor. And so when we say like I've been doing it since, I also I almost feel like they're very Two different separate worlds. lives. Uh-huh. Yeah, and so. Sometimes I feel sort of, I feel very fragmented telling the story of like the previous person. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, even though I'm aware, I mean, this is all psycho. Stuff, right. But well, we have a therapist psycho- coming in in a minute. <laughs> Part of this She's is psycho. therapy. Yeah. No but, um, no, but I would understand that. Yeah. And so it's, 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 um, so yeah. So it, it, sometimes it is like, you know, in all, in, it's very much an al- alternate universe right. to go back. I, I often, assumed that that was everybody that that was all sure. people like who have gotten to you know to be at the cusp of midlife and you know now are no longer children but also it's funny like i i i'm i'm finally admitting that that not everybody is like me yeah <laughs> you know what i yeah. mean and so yeah so i i'm i'm less loath to to kind of um describe that as an individual thing um anyway i'm being loquacious but yeah so how did it start? My um, my mom was. Uh, I mean, I know that my te- my first print ad was when I was ten months old. Okay. However, the picture that she has, um, that she sent around to all of the like children's agencies and yeah, um, and you were in was sh- when I was older. So I don't know how exactly. that ended up right. happening. I I forget to. Where ask did her. you grow up? In Chicago. Okay. And. But yeah, so she was, my mom was um, a single mom and she was a reservationist at Eastern Airlines and lots, and this is the 80s, but lots of women, like lots and lots of women were working there and they were all very, they had a great maternity leave policy and they also 
um, had a great like they had a daycare they had people like they had they could bring their kids um, to work a lot which is really cool like why yeah. they, you know, why doesn't everybody um, why did they now? fold and then it, yeah yeah um, but yeah so um, so she, she met somebody else who had who was also a reservationist there who um, had her kids in modeling and. You know, they were like, oh, and people were very much, oh, Anna, you should get your daughter into modeling because she's, I don't know, cute or something. Yeah. So um, people say that. But but she took it seriously and she, you know, asked, how do I do that? And because I think she figured, well, I could put away for her college. Right. Um, and, you know, so that's that's really how any of it It happened, began. Honestly. And do you remember at what age you were kind of aware, I'm going on an audition. I can get this job or not get this job. That was very much when I started going up for like, for, I guess for movie. I guess, you know what? <laughs> Speaking of Gabby Hoffman. Yeah. Field of Dreams. Yeah. That was the first time I got a callback for a film mm-hmm. that was going to be made. Yeah. And um, and she and I, she and, and Gabby. Uh, was so that in what, Chicago or L.A.? That that they cast it in Chicago um but i think they cast it everywhere right but they came to but chicago she came to chicago cuz she was also called back and so it was like so this is so wild to me she and i um um gabby and i were at one of these hollywood schmancy parties yes um recently. Uh, recently yeah and i introduced her to my husband i was like gabby and i met when we were 8 and we were in this classroom scene in uncle buck and she went no anna even before. We met when I was five, when she was five, and I I think was six or, so, and she said it was the Field of Dreams callback. Can you believe? I she can't believe remember? she remembered that. And then and then I had like a ratatouille moment where I went, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, and I was there and I could see like the hardwood wow. floor and I knew the casting director. Yeah, like that is when we met. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. Anyway, so that's that was the first time that I ever had a sense of like, you know, do the material and get something. But yeah. I. I'd been getting pulled out of, um, I you know I've never not known the word booking. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Weird. And um, ever since I can remember, I was being pulled out of class to go downtown to like go on some kind of, you know, print job. And I didn't know it was. I mean, I knew it was different from what the kids were doing. Right. I always felt really embarrassed. Uh huh. Um, but. But I also didn't know any different for myself. Does that make any sense? Yes, yeah. absolutely. So, so your mom funny. sort of drove the bus to definitely. begin with. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And yeah. would she, you know, I see kids when I do stuff and their parents are helping them learn their lines and kind of helping to figure out, like, the intention of the scene. Mm. Was she yeah. your early Yeah, because she was an actress and she took acting classes. Oh. So she was able to actually. So she had been an actor. She Yes, and she was sort of pursuing it um, a lot. Well, once Eastern Airlines closed. Right. Um, then she started pursuing it full time. Um, but that's also sort of when when my girl happened and then my mom had to become my manager and that was her full-time job okay um so yeah so were you aware how much time do we have well like i said this is so long this is a lot well you know what it's all complicated and then when you have your own children you start thinking back in ways that are new Mm -hmm. perspectives because now you're a mom yeah um which is amazing when you were talking about like fragmented like before and after oh totally i feel that way in terms of like i wasn't a child actress but before i was a parent and after i'm a parent that it's hard to hold on to both things at once yeah and that's why why i tell 
people I, I do say, you know, um, traumas aren't all bad. Like, tra- you know, it is it is the the trauma sense of everything's defined as before that event yeah. and after that event. And that's why childbirth is absolutely traumatic yeah. yeah it's like it's the it's the most major thing we're you know we're gonna do really yeah yeah, <laughs> so, it's, yeah. and it's amazing amazing and, and yeah it's it's everything did you know and we're not gonna I promise you we're not gonna stay like before you were 10 this is not gonna sure be well no I, just, I literally <laughs> am like this it, I'm always happy to talk about it but it will be a therapy session. Yeah. That's what I always tell people. Oh, I hope it's like so. I'm happy to talk about it, but I hope it is for me too. Well, I don't know. I mean, I can't promise you a thing, but I um but it's um but that's always yeah, I'm yeah. always concerned that I'm like I'm like, "Oh god, this is going to take a lot longer than they thought. They thought they were going to get like a joke about, you know, Dan Aykroyd or something." Right. And it turned out to be about like <laughs> But I the heavy know. Stuff. <laughs> I think it's per- I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Were you aware of who had you seen the Home Alone movies? Were you aware of who Macaulay Culkin was? Were yeah, you- I had. I had seen the movie and um and I so I knew who he was. Um and I yeah, um I think, but I think the neat thing, you know, with that movie was it was very under the radar, even though it was, I mean. Had so many starry people in it. Things were still done in in studios, even Mm -hmm. if it was considered small, you know. And so that, um, that's what we did. We were tucked away in Orlando um, filming that thing. And, like, nobody really, you know, gave a hoot about it until it did very well. Right. Yeah. And then you're going on press junkets all over the world as a very little girl yeah that's the nice thing the travel the passport stamps that's the great Mm -hmm. that's my favorite part of that whole experience yeah um absolutely like like hands down my favorite part of that experience was just getting to go to different countries right um that was super cool when you say that you took a break my my guess about that is then you got to come back on your own terms yeah. and and decide what you wanted to do as right, an adult person. Much. Yeah, yeah. So when you say I took a break during these years, aside from Uncle Buck, which I think is a very memorable performance, <laughs> you did you did a bunch of stuff and now you're a young movie star. Ish. 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 Well I went through puberty and then didn't get hired for right. most of for most of my of my adolescence right so to me when people say movie star I just I don't know like I a part of my brain turns off uh-huh. honestly when people say that because I'm just like that wasn't it, your experience it didn't feel like it for me I I I definitely I mean I, you know a lot and I, I'm glad like I, a lot of um you know we we stayed in Chicago I went to school I you know I stayed in my school um it, a lot of things stayed the same, which is great. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, a lot of things changed in life the way that it changes for everybody. Right. Um, however, yeah, I my memory of show business as a kid is a lot more about not getting jobs mm-hmm. than it is about getting jobs. And so because everybody remembers the one, you know, the one or two the times I worked. Yeah. They're like, oh, you had this, you know, this quote unquote success. Why do we say the word success to a 10 year old? Right. Anyway. Mm. So there's that. But then but then it's like, no, you don't know like how much I had, you know, like I would go on this or that, you know, go up for this or that and get told I didn't get it because I my weight or because of the way I looked or did it, you know. And so it's like to me, that's what. Um, show business became was right. was all about just how 
invaluable I was because I didn't look a certain way right. um, throughout adolescence. Right. And no matter how much I loved to tap dance, no matter how, you know, I wasn't cute anymore like I was not Annie when I was eight tap dancing. I was now, what, 13, 14 with zits and, you know. Like a human. Coming yeah. out everywhere. and Yeah. And, you know, that's not cute anymore. So, you know, so that it was it, it's it's a much different um, kind of bag I think I have but it, it just goes to show you it's all perspective it's right. like I'm not going to change somebody else's mind about what they think my life was right right <laughs> you exactly like, you weren't there but nope. okay but great <laughs> this is my life well how amazing so then you go to school <laughs> and you are you a theater major no you well you see University of Chicago um their their theater kind of concentration is very tucked away under like some sort of liberal arts blanket okay um but I was I kind of I very very early on in my college experience I I gave up on acting I was like I I did some of the shows at school okay. because you know you, you if they're doing into the woods you oh. do it yeah. <laughs> So I get it. Anywhere, but particularly. I was like, okay. Yeah. But then I also was like, well, I played the role I was meant to play. Totally. By the way. <laughs> I mean. Little Red's done, so yeah. now what? Yes, nothing. I, I'll just nothing. write papers. Accounting. I will write yeah. papers. Um, but that's. But it kind of was sort of like that in, in that I I just, I mean, also, you know, with, with acting, it's like I had done it so much already, I didn't have a sense of like the fun of it that mm-hmm. I think any of the kids who were doing theater had. Right. Um, I just didn't see the point. I didn't, you know, and so I, um, and, but because I had grown up in it. And so, so I gave it up and I, and I, I was very dedicated to just, you know, studying international relations and. Which um, probably came in helpfully later. <laughs> yeah. We'll within the circle to sure. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and. And yeah, and so and I wrote papers, and I, I I thought that I was going to be a writer, and I didn't, I just didn't know. And uh, did you have a, in in looking back, did you like college? I loved college. Okay. It was heaven. And did you make friends and kind of start I a did. community? And I, I and... met my current husband. And, nice. Your yeah. current husband. <laughs> by the way, meaning yeah. he, I wasn't yes. married to him then. <laughs> I so your boyfriend? Yeah, yeah. We wow. were. Yeah, my my. How yes. did you meet him? At a dance party, which is very rare at University of Chicago, because our our slogan is "Where fun comes to die," um, <laughs> but we do have a a weekend long party in the spring called Spring No Summer Breeze called Summer Breeze, and yeah, we we met at this dance party on the quads. <laughs> That's unbelievable. You married your college boyfriend. I sure did. And you're still together and yeah. have a family. That's extraordinary. It's It really is. Because we change so much. I mean, when you talk about these fragmented times, yes. to grow with yeah. someone, mm-hmm. I would say of anything I just read on your bio, to love and grow with someone together is an extraordinary accomplishment. It's... it it. It's begun to feel like that, and I and I'm so grateful. Like I, yeah, it's. What is his passion? Is he an artist as well? Is his he? Um, he's he's a very passionate entrepreneur. Okay, he loves building businesses, and his business um, right now it's uh, they he they develop content for um, government websites. Um, vets.gov is a big one um, for them. Health healthcare.gov is a great one for them. Um, he. 
he has lots of other passions. You know, right. He, like, loves space and stuff. Like, he, he like, yeah. Space is Yeah. I mean, we went to the University of Chicago. And, yeah. yeah like, you know, like. So you're the other day when there, pants. when there was a picture of the black hole. This is, like, my favorite thing about my husband right now. When they found. Did you pay yes. attention? They, so they found a picture of the right. black hole. And he was, like. It was so sweet. He was, I I don't know how, I, I feel like I haven't seen him that happy since Ecstatic. the kids were born. Like, it was Ecstatic. just, it was beautiful. Yeah. It was so darling. And I'm, yeah, I was very happy. <laughs> All right. That's incredible. So you go to school, you meet um, a really interesting, passionate, kind, smart person. Yeah. And when you finish college, do you, what do you think, when you enter the workplace or sort of this next chapter, what did you, where did you go live and what did you think was going to happen? I, okay, so I, I had enough credits where I could just write my thesis and apply for jobs my last quarter. And what was your thesis on? Um, what was the topic? It was recall? on, yeah, it was on, I don't remember the, oh God, what's the title? It has to do with the, um, the threat, nationalism and the threat environment. You've got to be kidding. I'm not. I mean, it's finger all on the pulse. Us. Yeah, I'm. It's always, and this yeah. is like one of my big soapbox things. It's just, just like, guys, guys, we have the info. Like we yeah. have all of the info. I was um, in college, guys. And yeah, I, I know. I, I was, it. It was yeah. a BA, and I have you know three case studies yeah. upon which we can talk about propaganda and nationalism. This is very interesting um, to me, but any, but I could bore your listeners forever. Um, but that is—that's what, what I, we're hoping for. Yes, good. <laughs> <laughs> you got the right exactly. <laughs> so you write this paper. Yeah. Graduate. So I did the thesis. I gra- I I just applied to everything I could think of mm-hmm. that could possibly be right for me. One of which was a fact checker at Zagat. Um, food guides because I, was gr- I grew up in a restaurant for a long time. Yes, and I grew up in a restaurant, and so like I could cook, and so I thought that it was. You grew up in a restaurant. Yeah, my dad's my dad was a chef. So okay, I your parents in- were not together, no. but he had a restaurant. Yes, it's always been my fantasy. Like how, <laughs> like how many in your party? Yeah, right. No, that's a that's a good like being in the kitchen is the is my right. fave, my absolute fave. Are you a great cook? I love to cook. I love to cook, and I'm and I am I accomplished. Cook. I am the one who cooks. Yeah. Okay. Like, like my, I mean, my husband cooks, but he like does big projects. Right. You know, and um, and you he, can make dinner on a Tuesday, and it's he good. also grew up in a restaurant. He also grew up in a he, in a Chinese American restaurant, and so that's that was it, like the first in Chicago thing in that area also. You no, know, they were in Maine. Oh my God! I know. A Chinese restaurant in Maine. Oh yeah. And your father's restaurant was in Wisconsin. Oh, where? Um, in Burlington, Wisconsin. Okay, my husband's from Wisconsin. Oh, my gosh. Um, and what kind of restaurant was your dad's restaurant? At the time, that one was a Bohemian-American restaurant. So we're, that, we're Czech, and that's, yeah, so he went he went to our, our own ethnicity for that one. And what was he, like had made, the... he had made another kind of career for himself as a seafood. To, uh, your dad? Yeah. So what was, like, the thing, like, that what everyone's favorite thing on the menu? Um, I mean, it would probably be roast pork, sauerkraut, and dumplings. I mean, that's that's kind of the staple. Delish. Okay, <laughs> okay. So that's so amazing that you both grew up like so different and so the same. Yep. Right. Like yep. that's so cool. Yep. Uh, did your husband ever want to act? Was that ever no. a part? Of- okay. No, so- that's like the one thing he he. He has wonderful stories to tell, and someday he's going to write them down. And yeah. he has written some, like he, some things, but um, but he, um, but no acting. He's always said he's like, I don't know, getting oh, up there. Do that, yeah, I know. And I'm like, well, you went to war, so <laughs> okay. He, he just oh, buried he, the lead. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So he, I didn't. Yeah. So he. Yeah. He's also a veteran. Um, which makes sense in terms of when you talked about vet.gov and exactly. sort of why that would be of interest to him. Yes. So. 
where did he go? He went to Afghanistan for a year tour. Yeah. Okay. And then he did like um, other uh, uh, portable tours okay. after that. And was it Army or what? Army Reserve. Okay. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. So you have had, this is just sort of remarkable the way in life, the things that we're doing can sometimes be impactful in ways that we never imagine. Like the idea that you have been on Veep for 20 years at this point. I mean, what a long-running, successful show. Crazy. I did one episode of Seinfeld, and mon- much of my stuff was with Julie. It was called oh, The Contest, yay. and it was all about, I was the part of the story where she loses very quickly yeah. because John Kennedy Jr. was in my aerobic oh, yes. studio. Yes, 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 yes. So I got to spend a week with her. Yeah. At, well, five days, if we're really honest, of the sitcom schedule. Right. And, and being in her presence on every level – as a young actress, sort of looking up to her, wow, her um, generosity, her like never have I worked with. I mean, how fast Sharp. that woman is in Sharp terms of like hell. because Larry David had written a hilarious script mm-hmm. and she just improved upon it. Mm. You know, take after take after. So take. this was all going on even all the way back. That yes. I, I'm fascinated to hear it because this this is the woman and, you're describing. The woman I know, right? But and her you, physical you comedy. Imagine, you imagine that decades earlier maybe you're different you know I don't know like had she learned that yet and yes it's her she has. intuition her her instincts her intuition and her physical comedy because yeah. I remember she came up to me she's like I hit a lot and yeah, I, she's yeah. like I'm gonna hit you and I was like <laughs> I don't know yeah right okay, okay. okay. stage combat uh, <laughs> is there anyone who's gonna help us through that <laughs> exactly but just like to be that also let's just say she's gorgeous yeah she's Gorgeous. She's, so the whole thing, yeah. like that, you're the prettiest, you're the She's funniest, the you're the smartest, yeah. you know, super educated. Her aesthetic, like she yeah. grew up in a family with, you know, some coins, so she also knew beautiful, like I knew nothing. <laughs> like I didn't know, like my pajmina was acrylic. She's like, right. oh. do cash, like little oh, things no. like that, right? <laughs> but like so sweet. Anyway, anyway, that is my moment with her. Yeah. So the idea that you spent so much time. So I want to get to Veep because... Everything you're describing in terms of who you loved, how you grew up, what your interests were academically. Sure. Um, food is a whole other, like if I did a food podcast, I'd have yeah. you back and it sounds like we could talk for 100 hours Forever. about food. Absolutely. Which is equally like an art form and I love food yeah. so much. It's important. It's so important. Um, but the idea that you then ended up, well, in the loop also, mm. like an incredibly brilliant satire. Oh, I'm so happy you know it. Well, I did. I was also like James Gandolfini was an actor, um, you know, that I just, as I am not alone, mm-hmm. admired so much. Yeah. And when he left Sopranos, when that was done and he started, that was one of the first films that he did. Yeah. And so to get to see him in this other so different element yeah. and go, oh my God, look what else he can do. Yeah. Um, was just thrilling. And then to lose him oh. after that is just tragic and awful. But that happened. Yeah. And we got to see him do that yeah. before we lost him. And he and the and all full circle. He the, the film he did with Julia right before yes. he passed. Yes. Was so yes. beyond. And what so that we you got to be around that. So, so the writer, producer, director of Arm, In the Loop. Yep, Armando Unucci. Um do people call him Arm or Armando or I, we call him Arm. I called him Armando forever because that's how you pronounce it usually. Because he's British and they call pasta pasta, 
they everybody there calls him Armando. Yeah, we all and, sound Midwestern all of a sudden. Right, yeah. and so and so he. So so people all thought, oh, I gotta call him Armando, man. But because I had worked with him in the loop and I had always called him Armando, I was like, what's I, going I, on? I, yeah, here? I was. I was, and, and because I have a, a challenging last name, I yes. wanted to make sure I got it right. And so I did. I told him. I was just like, Arm, what's? Because we, but we are calling him Arm at that right. point. But I'm like, is it Armando or Armando? And he's like, well, Armando's how you pronounce it in yeah. Italian. But yeah, I mean. I grew up as Armando, so I'm like, okay, I'm just calling you Arm. (laughs) Whatever. Uh, It's working. (laughs) Did you audition for In the Loop? I did. I was doing doing the opposite type of job over at the Labyrinth, where I was, like, playing, like, a meth-smoking, like, The Labyrinth Theater here in New York City. Yes. Philip Seymour Hoffman's company. He produced it. Okay. Yeah. And and so I was doing, like, that eight shows a week, like, just crying, like, you know, screaming to somebody, fuck me. Yeah. Sorry, I don't know if I can say it. But, yes. You can. And, um, you know, and, like, just dark, dark. And what was the name of that play? It was called Unconditional. It was by uh, Brett C. Leonard. And so I was doing that. And then it's like, oh, tomorrow you're going to go in and audition for this film. Nothing to prepare. Oh. Cold read. Mm. Nothing to prepare. Normally I would be like, are you kidding me? But because I was doing this show, I was yeah. like, all right. Cool. I don't, yeah. yeah. I was like, fine. I love the idea that I don't have to yeah, prep anything. I don't want to learn any more lines. I don't want to learn. Yeah. Well, that and like. And it was just one of those, like, well, I guess I'll just have fun then. But my husband did a Brett Leonard play also oh. at the lab. They're dark. Yeah. They're dark Rage filled. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, brilliant writer, but it's a very yes. different vibe. Yes. Yeah. And so, but yeah, so I was, it was just like this really open experience of an, of an audition because I was just like, well, there's nothing to prepare. I'll have fun. So you show up at an address, you walk in a room and who's in the room and they hand you. It was, it was Armando and it was Meredith Tucker. Right. And, um, and maybe somebody else. Right. And, yeah, and he explains what it is, and he's like, okay, here you go, and, you know, this is all very, you know, just kind of go off script or whatever, but this is the intention, and and I'm like, great, and it was a blast because, yes, as you mentioned before, it was basically like my alternate universe. Yeah, someone just turned the lights on. Because she, because the character was, you know, working for the State Department, which was something that I thought that I was going to do with my international relations degree. Yeah. You know, and so, yeah, it was like... (laughs) Well, well, one is like all feelings based, right? The play's all feelings, and yeah. And now you're like get to like and now I actually get and to use your brain. Yeah, and, yeah, it was super fun. Yeah. It was just really fun. And then they brought it me in again to do a, a chem uh, chemistry read with Zach Woods, and it was just a blasty blast. We had, and you got it. And I got it. I got to go to London. Yeah. And like shoot. with a British director, it was heaven. Yeah. And make more money than I'd seen before because it was like a real film. Yeah. It was hot. So, yeah, like that whole myth I've never really subscribed to of just the whole like, oh, you have to do quality or money. It's like, no, I can do both. Look, look what I'm doing and getting paid, which you yeah. done again. Which I did again. Exactly. This is like, I believe in this. So you now know him. It obviously went well. There are a couple of people in that show. Was Tony Hale in that? Tony Hale was not in that show. There, was there anybody else from In the Loop that ended up in Veep? In episode six of season one. Okay. But that's it. Oh, okay. So that was like our In the Loop reunion episode. Got it. But he didn't kind of have like an ensemble of people he brought from job to job. I think he would have, I think he would have liked to have Zach come in. Right. Uh, But, but Zach was um, on the office, I think at the time. So that's the only other person I knew of that he like wanted to pull in from In the Loop. Right. But but yeah, but I was the rehire. And so when Veep happens and 
do you have to audition for it now that there are other? No, you I got an offer. I got an offer to be a series regular <laughs> on Veep. Your show. You're like, what? That's a terrible phone call to get. <laughs> terrible day. <laughs> so you get a call. I couldn't believe it. Arm, Arm, Armando yeah. is like, I, how, who called? He, like, well, he, so the the character was originally <laughs> named Anna. Okay. And so, did he write it with you in mind? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I, that's incredible. It's incredible, but you know, but of course, the more things seem right, the more I get huge defense mechanisms. Okay, about it. you know what I mean? I'm like, no, this isn't real. This isn't. Okay, you know, no, this is gonna go badly. You know, and so he called and. And, and again, like, I mean, I first, you know, we, we went from college to here, but it's like, of course, I've done now 10 free, you know, I've done Ways off, off with another job I've to pay the rent as right? an actress. Now I've done tons of theater in now. New York, in like New York. come to New York. Yeah. So like I've been through the, you know, and I've been through the blessedly because of rent, but yeah. I've been through the pilot mill. Um, where I, I think I'd done four pilots at that point that didn't go. But you'd book um, some. But I booked him. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I'm saying. Thank you for rent. Yeah, you're right. So you could do the place. So for I free. could do the place. Um, but but yeah, and so well, I think by the time I was doing pilots, I wasn't. I told myself I wouldn't do any more free plays. Right. <laughs> well, but then I'm doing labyrinth. You know, then I'm right. doing anyway. So but by just, the way, not for nothing. Sometimes we just have to change our perspective. Like actually, I do deserve to get paid. Right, right. It was a big it graduation. Always work, but no, sometimes it was a big it does. graduation that day when I went. I don't know if I'm gonna do that anymore mm-hmm. because you know, I mean, I saying I that it's was been really a long hard. Time, a lot, yes, really hard. And but also back then, you know, like with off off, when yeah. you're doing free stuff, you can get some great stuff where it's like the people are just on the brink of yeah, being exploding. paid. Yeah, but then you also get. The folks who are just like we used to know each other in college, and we just really want to do. Right. We want to see if a if a show you know is going to work using viewpoints, and you're like, no, you know. So, got it. Yeah, <laughs> right. So like it runs the gamut. So there's a certain point where you're like, I gotta, I gotta graduate. It's going to feel really weird, but I've got to graduate. When you were doing um, all those plays, were you like working at Saget? Like, is that how you were paying the rent, or were you? I was. I rested on savings for a year. I rested on savings for a year, and then it was gone. Mm-hmm. And then I was I was like any other actor you may know who, who was broke and freaking out and shaking her fist at yeah. the heavens and saying, you know, if I when like why not me? Why am I? Why yeah. am I doing children? But abridged Shakespeare children's theater. Not um, that I mind, <laughs> but thank you. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I know. Why do <laughs> I? Thank you, God. I mean, I'm saying thank you, I'm and great, I like children. I'm and Shakespeare. grateful, but yeah. I, but I need a little more. in my ass really yeah. hurt. Um, yeah. So you know, but I, the reason I went back to that is just because I wanted to explain that the phone call yeah. that Arm then made has all of that, yeah. all of that baggage behind it. So when he's like, "So I guess we're going to have to change the character's name from Anna to Amy because we're going to give it to you." I was like, that's great. Has HBO signed on this? Yes. <laughs> Has a grown-up said yes? yes? And he, you could cut, because in, in the UK, that's not how it goes. Right. In the UK, the creator says something, and yeah. they're like, yep, good. Great. Sounds wonderful. Great. But yeah. it had happened to me a plenty of times where the creator wanted me, and the, the powers that did be not. Said yeah. no. So I was like, and I know he wanted me to be like, Wee! Yeah. But like, and you could hear in his voice, he was like, um, well, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, they're gonna, you know, it's going to be fine. Yeah, they're going to sign off yeah. on it. But I was like, thank you. I can't wait. I can't wait to do that. Uh, you know what I mean? So I was just like reserved. And I was like, I was very much in a, in a position of like, 
yeah, I'll believe it when I see it type thing. And so then I did get the phone call after coming out of a friend's sta- uh, a friend's staged reading. So my phone was off. So then I, you know, then I, I listened That's to That's incredible. The voicemail. And so when they start casting other parts, who, what was the order in which people were cast? Obviously, Julia. It was Julia, was then me, and then I did chemistry reads with everybody. Wow. So I think. So you had a chance to be the person on the other side of the table. I got to, I got, yeah. Which is, I mean, I wasn't making choices. No, 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 but to see how it all works. It was, yeah. And what we do as actors in those situations. Yeah, and I often, I often wonder, I haven't really talked to my fellow cast members about this, but I I, I often wonder, you know, how, how maybe, what it was like for them to kind of like do the mental gymnastics of then realizing that we are a company when when they still had to kind of go up for the job. Right. Even though I was in the freaking room. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's got to be strange. Yeah. I must have been really annoying to look at for a while. <laughs> why? Wait, Because of why? just, like, because of the, like, anxiety of, like, wanting the job mm-hmm. and then, like, you know. Right. And she And I was there. Yeah, the she's job. there. Yeah, exactly. But somehow I don't know. an ensemble of people is formed through offers and auditions yeah. that became a family yeah. that we all believed in for, was it six seasons? Seven seasons. Seven seasons. Yeah. So that's, first of all, just to get to grow with something oh, in that way. Crazy. Very few people have an opportunity to be on a long-running series and it's in a that way. different craft. Like that is, yeah, yeah, it's, it's. So the thing that is a remarkable thing to watch as an audience member on that show is the way I would think, like, this is the best written show I've ever seen. Aww. But it also had a very improvised feeling to it. Right. So I had heard, tell me if this is, like, apocryphal or true, because I've read and researched yeah. and spent a lot of time with you before you came in the booth today, that early on, when Arm was really the person, day-to-day, exec producing, mm-hmm. writing, et cetera, when it was really his baby still, right? Um, that you guys would almost workshop the material... Yes. What does that mean? So what we did, this is very much like the Armando Yanucci process. He right. did it for the thick of it. He did it for In the Loop. Um, I'm, I, I presume he's been doing it. He did it for Stalin. He's doing it for, which, by the way, is brilliant. Okay. I think he did it for David Copperfield. Right. Um, so he, he and his brilliant writers, he has brilliant writers that he works with, they all write a draft. And it's hilarious. But we get around. We table read it. Then you get up on your feet and he's like, okay, let's put the scripts to the side and play out the scenarios. So it's it's improv, but it's not like it's not, you know, in the the kind of Del Close fashion of like because I'm not improv trained at all. So right. like it's it's much more of a misery type because you already know your role, you already know your intentions in the scene. You're just playing out what might happen. But early on when you first start the series, right? Like, obviously, if you were meant to do that yesterday after seven years with these people. Sure. Like, at this point, I'm sure you're like, you could say what hospital Amy was born in, right? Like, you have so much backstory that you create or that or or things have, like, she has a sister. Oh, right. (laughs) But, okay, I thought I had a brother. Like, whatever. Uh, You're so right. Like, that's exactly how it went down, by the way. I thought I had two brothers. Like, in your head, right, in your mind. And we had a picture of her two brothers, like, on her desk for a whole season. <laughs> huh. And then there's a sister. So, right. And I'm sure, like, 
rabid fans would be able to track that. And we never that, called but, it. We never called them that. But there so, they are. Yeah. But the point is, like, when you are early on improvising something, I mean, you happen to have, you know, Allison Janney's a good friend of mine, and she'd be like, please never ask me a real political question. When she was on West Wing, she's like, oh, I know nothing. Right, right. Like, there was this expectation, yeah, the text. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I know everything about how government we're not runs. Writing, well, we're not writing it, though. That's the whole thing. It was the same thing. Like, you, we're, you're not relying on us for the information. Right. You're relying on us for the character development. For character stuff. Yeah. Not facts That's about what Washington fun. would and, be like. And in those days, you, in the arm world, right. they're not relying on you for jokes either. You're not making jokes. You're They make the jokes. You're doing character development. And a lot of funny shit happens when you're doing character development. Right. That's the whole, it's the art of surprise, like, you know, amplified, not just to the acting, but also to the writing and to the viewership. So, yeah, it's just like... He just really believes in finding stuff, and then he goes, oh, that's hilarious. Right. And then that goes in the script. And then when you shoot, that's in there now. That's in there now. So 97% of what you see is scripted, but has somehow been lived out in some way um, prior to when we shoot it. And also then they make changes. They do, you know, they do right. alternative lines. And Were you sometimes, like, did you guys laugh so hard that you couldn't get through scenes sometimes do you yeah. have tricks like would you dig your fingernails into your palm my, like, how would you keep my it together? big gift was amy's hair because it was very swingy <laughs> and it was really it was, a gift for everybody it, <laughs> yeah <laughs> thank you um but yeah no it was really like i could just swing it in front of my freaking face and it would block the convulsing the convulsive laughter perhaps, that would be happening perhaps yeah i think often the camera was probably not on me either at those moments but we do see your body shaking sometimes so when you have a relationship with the star of the show that is adversarial right like there are ways in which selena Julia's, oh meaning meaning like the, you t- and Julia. the title character the title character okay i thought you meant her and no, I was no, like no. What? myself yeah. no we just talked like, about this okay no 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 no, no. she's great she yeah. is unbelievable <laughs> I mean Julia I, I mean I can only imagine that your experience was this and then yes. her vulnerability she gets sick in the middle of this and then she oh. gets I mean all the things that a family goes through Word. that you went through with mm-hmm. her um what so we talk a lot on the show about like number one on the call sheet. Right. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld was number one when I worked with her. Sure. She just was glorious. How would you say, like describe that for me with, with Julia, um, what that means to you when you think of her in that way. As her being number one? Yeah. Um, she's also exec producer, so, you know, um, or, you know, co-exec. Right. And so um, she's just, she's She's always the first on set and the last to leave. I mean, it's just she's the hardest working, you know, um, she's just tireless. She's absolutely indefatigable. Right. So, um, you know, I yeah, I, I, I'm often flummoxed and stunned and um, and grateful. And, and the amazing thing, though, is it's true. She's so sharp. She's never like she she's always watching she's always you know what I mean like she's never kind of like got her eye on something else like right she, she wants the show to be great and that's what her focus is um so that's like exec producer and number one on call sheet Julia. in this experience yeah and then I think what I've always been so grateful for has been when we're in a scene like at between action and cut there's no number one on call sheet 
She's your scene partner. We're scene partners. In an ensemble. Has, and this is why she, the way you described her is the same person that I know, is because this woman has dedicated herself to the sense of play for all of her life and all of her career and will continue to do so. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she's hardworking. And she often says, we take our comedy very seriously. That's yeah. a quote. And it's true. But she, like, in the moment, is it's play. It's all play. And everybody is in the same sandbox. No hierarchy. No ego. And it's just fun. And so did that's you have blessing. your kids while you were doing this show? Yeah. So how did they incorporate or handle this change for you. Did other people have kids while you were shooting? Almost everyone. All of you. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all, e- and we have them with each other. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Tim yeah. and I said that the other day. We were like, well, we both had babies. and We both had kids. And yeah. we were like, wait, not together. Yeah. No. Um, and then we invented this phantom baby that we did have that's, that's in Baltimore. <laughs> that's somewhere, somewhere at HBO. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, but yeah, so Tim had, had twins our first season. Um, I had two girls throughout the course of season. I had, um, I was pregnant with my first during season two. If we go back and watch, do we see you carrying folders or desks in front of you? Just at the end, it's wrap dresses and trench coats, but the, the thing you notice is not the pregnancy years. It's the postpartum years because mm-hmm. that's when you're pumping. Right. And, so that's, and that's when you... Why is her blouse wet all the time? Why does she look like her uterus is huge? Because it was <laughs> yeah. just six weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. And it still is. Yeah. So it's... So... Oh, no. I don't mean now. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, no, but that's... Yeah. But there are like... I mean, I, we started shooting season three when I was eight weeks postpartum. Right. So like... I flat out look pregnant because I just gave a kid. You know, right. I just gave birth to a kid. Um, but yeah, like there are different takes where like my boobs are different sizes because I pumped in between takes or something. Yeah. Um, so those to me are the most noticeable. Um, you know, and that's those are season three and season six are the postpartums. Right. Um, season uh, two and season five are the pregnancy. Yeah. Well, someday your kids are going to watch it and you're going to be like, you're in You're right scene. there. You're in that scene. Which is yeah. kind of extraordinary. <laughs> it's bizarre. Yeah, totally bizarre. When you, I mean, this would probably be really hard, but like when you look back at this time and this show, what does it mean to you? <sighs> I mean, I, I've, I'm very, my, my husband also is a retired mountain climber so he can say of course he is i know and he's I, also very handsome listeners i totally yeah. rolled my eyes as I, i'm just like i know what you're gonna yeah. say anyway yeah. but he he's been saying like the i guess the descent off of a mountain mm. sometimes can be harder than the ascent. and he said uh you're still coming down the mountain and he's very right i feel like our finale is on sunday right and i feel like like we're just almost at the bottom of the mountain but um but yeah it's been so so I say that so that I can kind of caveat whatever answer I have because who knows in the future right. how I'll look back but cuz I'm still I'm still in it um but yeah it's um it's life changing it's life changing and it has been for all of us and I, and I also when you start to do math cuz as we were talking about you know midlife yeah you start to do some math and you go, okay, this was eight years. And like, eight, you know, you start to go, okay, how many other versions of this 
can you really get? Like, if you're lucky, maybe yeah. three, you yeah. know, maybe two. So it's profound. It's yeah. profound. It's been almost a decade. Yeah. That is wild. Like it's wild. It owns the teens, sort of, you know, when it, like, the, the if we're going to call these the teens. Right. <laughs> I don't know. So you had two kids during the course of the show, yeah. which obviously is a huge difference. When you think back to like day one of the pilot and last day of shooting the last episode of the final season, mm. do you, what's the difference between those two women? Oh my God. I, I mean, I think the first that like, yeah, the first woman, young woman, was um, v- possibly much more. I, I think sh- like, I want to say sure of herself, but like almost in a hubris um, fashion. You know, uh-huh. um, I you know I think I I was very happy with myself that I um, was very that I loved my craft and I was very good at it and very dedicated to it. But like, that's like all there was to what I was about. Right. At that time. Um, I, and I love it. I love, I love this job. You know, you know, um, I love acting and, and so I still am dedicated to it, but yeah, like life really hadn't happened. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think, you know, I, I think very much like Amy, I was, I, I was, was very um one track right um and i probably brought that to her a more myopic sort of outlook yeah and um you know and i think i was much more concerned about what people thought of me um which you know i haven't really gotten over yet but i think i'm accepting it more Mm -hmm. i I fought it back then and now you're like yeah okay well we're we're social beings (laughs) yeah okay um yeah so i've you know, and then of course you know, with my kids too. Like I had postpartum depressions, and so like I got into therapy. And how I, old are I've they now? Changed like crazy. Um, five and a half and two and a half. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I so. You know, kids—they just reprioritize everything. They just reprioritize everything, and and it's funny for for the longest time. Once I had my kids, I kind of was playing that silly game that we play as as working mothers of going it, it, one or the other. And then it dawned on me as I was telling, you know, I've been doing a lot of press, so I was I was telling the story about when I came back um, into into acting. And the primary reason that got me back into acting was that I imagined having a grandkid on my knee and telling them to follow their dreams. And then them saying, well, Grandma, did you? And I said no. Wow. And I couldn't do that. Right. So that is what got me to go and train at the Atlantic. That is what got me to to do to pursue this. Right. And so it dawned on me as I was telling that story just like a, f- a few weeks ago. I was like, oh, it's always been about them. Even before they existed. Yeah. It's always been about yeah. It's always been about the example. And and how I am living to be the example, even though I hadn't met them yet. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> so you know what I mean? <laughs> well, I don't know. You, this is new. <laughs> no, it's all new. I just want to say to you, as we have to wrap up, yeah. because there are people waving at me. Sure. You have your next thing, yeah. sadly. Oh, whatever. I, I don't would... even know what that was. <laughs> um, I mean, I do a whole live series at the Atlantic. It's such a special place to me. I love them. Um, and and sort of just just for them, and so much of what I learn from that company is it's about just I'm here to be, I'm here for the writer. Yeah. And it takes 
so much ego out of it, Done. which is just like, I'm None. here for the writer. The most Have boring thing something? to watch. The most yeah. boring thing to watch is a self-conscious actor. Yeah. So I'm so going like, to be here. I won't I'm be a vessel. One. Exactly. I won't be one. Heaven. Um, and you do that every episode that I've seen you on. Thank you bring you. that kind of um, humility and integrity and honesty and generosity to the written word, to the improv, to your ensemble. You. I admire you so much. Oh, I cannot so wait much. to see what happens next. It's so thrilling. And I hope Yikes. you'll come back and yeah. we'll check in again. Yeah. Um, Anna, thank you for thank being you. here. This has been a thrill. Likewise. Uh, can make the wind blow. The great playwright Terrence McNally was honored this year at the Tony Awards with a Lifetime Achievement Award. I've been so inspired by his plays, and one of the greatest thrills of my career was being asked to be a part of a documentary celebrating Terrence McNally's life and his impact on the American theater. Director Cheryl Caller invited me, Billy Porter, Nicolette Robinson, Jason Daniele, and others to do a reading of Terrence's play Noon, which was a part of a trilogy of plays called Morning, Noon, and Night. For the film, we sat around the table reading the play, talking about its issues, and much of that scene is captured in the documentary, now streaming on American Masters, Terrence McNally, Every Act of Life. And now you can watch this incredible documentary by going to pbs.org slash American Masters, where it will be streaming forevermore. Enjoy. If you want more information about my guests, go to the website, littleknownfactspodcast.com. I also wanted to tell you that there is now a new addition to the website. It is a button that says Contributions. This podcast is a true labor of love, and I really, really want to keep doing it for a long time. So if you like listening as much as I love to do it, please feel free to contribute. It would mean the world to me. Also, on Twitter, you can find me at Alana Levine. Instagram is Little Known Facts Podcast. And on Facebook, Little Known Facts Podcast. You can also feel free to rate and review the show on the iTunes show page. This podcast is recorded at Hangar Studios in New York City. Do you believe in stories? I know I do. Do you feel like there is more to your story? Personally, I feel like there's more to every story. And I got some good news. There's this great company called the Pocket Media Group, and they can help you find the more in your story and tell it so it connects to the people you most want to reach. They specialize in video, photography, writing, design, branding, and strategy, all the pieces you need to start something new or polish up something old. And they understand that story, whether it's a photograph, a video, or words on a page, powerfully connects people and ideas. So whether you're a not-for-profit, a company, or just good old you with an idea, whatever your story, mission, or message, reach out to the people at The Pocket Media Group at www.thepocketmediagroup.com and let them help you start telling your story. Because look, we know there is definitely more to your story. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.